Welcome back to the Dr. Body, Mind, Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Deborah, I really admire even the attempt of Western scientists taking on a subject like ayahuasca because having experienced it myself actually at the center that you're doing the study on, um, I know how difficult it can be to describe the experience from a personal level, let alone describe that in a way that is required for the community of scientists to broach and understand. You're at the Institute of Ethnobotanical Research in Spain, and you must be one of the very few scientists which are trying to really describe using the scientific method exactly the process of how this actually does work to make us feel more happy as you say and also help us with certain psychological complaints that so many of us in the western world are experiencing right now now you've published two papers and i understand you've got many more in the works which is really exciting Mm -hmm. and i wanted to go through these papers what you found how you're doing the research um itself um and um, and maybe give us some sneak peeks as to what, what, what we can expect to come. So tell us, the first study is the study in the impact of ayahuasca on our psychological well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's shown that even a year later, the majority of the participants have an improved sense of well-being after the use of ayahuasca. Mm, yes. Well, when we designed this study, uh, we want we were focused on the the potential, the therapeutic potential of ayahuasca of the plant. Uh, so we connect with the Temple of the Way of Light, that this this center in the in the middle of of the rainforest, also in, in near Iquitos, where they use uh, ayahuasca, but under the Shipibo traditional context. So um, there are five Shipibo uh, maestros um, working not only with ayahuasca but with all their uh, plant diets, no? That um, uh, are like their spirit uh, allies, no? To 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 heal uh, the people, no? So when we designed the study, we didn't know about all this indigenous uh, framework and technology that they used. So we uh, were focused on the potential of ayahuasca, but as this is an observational study, uh, we cannot, um, uh, how to say, uh, we cannot know exactly the effects that we observe a long time are only because they, uh, the participants drank ayahuasca or between, or because uh, all the, the different variables that are in the, the natural settings, you know. So, um, what we have observed is 
that in in people who is grieving a, a loved one uh, for for the death of a loved one, um, after uh, returning from the temple fifty days later, there's a grief symptomatology is completely is much better. No, it's significantly significantly decrease. No, after after um, going to the temple and. After three, six, and twelve months later, this symptomatology is is stable. No, so they um, uh, they are uh, doing well. No, with with the uh, with the grief, and we have observed the same uh, results on a sample uh, that has uh, that is dealing with depression, another that is dealing with uh, anxiety, and an, another that that is dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, but uh, it's a population that um, exceeds the, the cutoff to be considered as a clinical um, uh, a clinical depression or anxiety, you know? So it's, it's not people who say, I'm a little bit depressed, no, it's people who are, uh, which their symptoms are like uh, clinically relevant, you know? So this uh, public, uh, Paper is not published yet because we are now doing the regression model analysis to, to see what what is happening there. But we observe the same um, the the same uh, decrease in the, in the pathological symptomatology that we saw in the grief group. You know, so we ask ourselves how is that possible that uh, ayahuasca or this uh, medicinal um, uh, traditional medicine is doing so well with uh, a big spectrum of, of problems, no? And we know that all these problems that we are uh, seeing are linked to to the, the emotional regulation, no? That is the the how do you say the inability to 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 regulate well our emotions no so what we did at the beginning when we designed this study is to assess the the, the effects of two mediators that are uh, the acceptance acceptance is is like the um, how do you say is like to accept our problems our grief or our uh, symptomatology in order to to not continue avoiding the the challenge uh, of our life, you know. One is this, and another one is called detachment. That is uh, more focused on on the diffusion. That is like not identify with my thoughts and and emotions. It's something that comes from uh, meditation and from the 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 from the ASEAN traditions, you know. And and what we we know uh, that these mediators uh, are very important in many uh, disorders. You know, is disorders are transversal to to many uh, pathological disorders. So what we saw is that ayahuasca um, and and this traditional medicine that underlies you know, the, the the use of ayahuasca in the Temple of the Way of Light. Uh, what is doing is to to promote these uh, these mediators, so these mediators can uh, affect directly to many different diagnoses. You know? Okay, so let me just slow this down because I think you mm-hmm. said a few really important things. So it's really interesting 
that you've identified these two processes. One of them is acceptance. Mm-hmm. And one of them is detachment. Mm-hmm. And these being key stages or key skills mm-hmm. that we need in order to regulate our emotions and be able to face our lives. Ayahuasca is giving us, it's, it's allowing us to accept ourselves and detach over over attached to our identity yes uh, our identity when our identity is like i am a bad, a bad person you know that this this is like, like a thought you know or is a, a thought that can be ruminated in the in a depressive uh, person you know so uh, ayahuasca allows you to to Detached from this kind of views of, of yourself, no, and to uh, maybe identify with something bigger, you know. But these are two mediators that we um, decided to observe before knowing anything, you know. But now, after reading many reports of the participants that have been there in the temple, I can see many other different uh, mediators that. Uh, can be there. Many of them that are not even identified in the in the scientific uh, literature uh, yet. You know, you can see it perfectly in grief. You know, so now with these reports, what we have we have is a, is a lot of a lot of data, not to um, uh, to 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 create new scales. You know, to 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 test. No, other uh, uh, possible possible mediators. No, making meaning, for example, is one that is really important, and this is uh, this is well com- conceptualized in the scientific literature on um, um, how to say cognitive re- restructuring. No, the, to to change the the way that we uh, think about the world or uh, about ourselves. No. Um, these are just some of many of, of them that we that we really see. So okay. this is the. Um, so as you're doing the research, you're you're identifying themes that seem to be really coming through people's experience, and you're finding ways on how to conceptualize and describe these themes so that we are able to. It sounds like even learn more about the process of grief grief for example and what is important for us to do during this time to help us along this process and perhaps what actually keeps us stuck in suffering exactly for example in grief what we see you know that is the that the the techniques that we use in psychotherapy one of the best techniques that is used for grief like the chair work you know um, it is a, it's a gestalt technique, but has been incorporated in many other models as a constructivist model, a, in even a, a behavioral therapy model. You know, that is uh, this technique to to put a chair uh, next to the participant uh, chair and to have a, a conversation, you know, between the the therapist, the participant, and the deceased in order to to promote a a secure bone of connection between the disease and the participant. Uh, because we know that even if the, 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 the people, your father or your mother, die, 
died, this doesn't mean that you are going going not to you are not going to be connected with them after that. And this is not real, no. Your your father always will be your father if he's dead or not, no. So to to, to promote a bond of connection, a secure bond of connection is very uh, typical to use the chair work technique. What we see uh, under the efforts of ayahuasca is that people connect with the disease in so deep a level that the disease is part of themselves, you know. So it's not that we have to to put the disease outside to have this conversation. No, it's that now the, 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 the grievers, the believers, identified in, in a very deep way with the disease because they feel inside because they had to experience that they are now inside of them no? and they are really deep connected. No? So these are different uh, uh, mediators and, and, and a different experience no? that we observe that is possible with ayahuasca. Okay, so... Just for anyone who's listening, because I got confused when you were saying disease, it's deceased. So actually, so the what, so so what you observed from observing these participants, particularly when you were looking at those who were bereaved, was that they they had a deep connection to those who they'd lost, and the medicine allowed them to connect with the deceased in a profound way, which may, I'm hearing, may have been really important in relieving some of their bereave, bereavement symptoms. Is that, is that, have I got that right? Yes, yes. At the end, a great process is when you are connected with the deceased, how is, how is deceased? <laughs> But but this bond of connection is is made of suffering, you know, and it's very difficult to to reconnect with them again with love based on love, you know. That this connection, when you have the memories of of, of your father who died or of your child, this causes grief and and pain, you know. And it's very difficult to when you think of them, you. Uh, feel loved and feel that they are part of yourself and they are you feel connected not you don't feel the the lack of of loss. them you know the loss. the loss oh that's so beautiful i can really understand actually now what you're saying around the role of ayahuasca and potentially hypothesizing what it is that gives you when you're grieving and I'm really hearing that once you've lost someone so dear to you, when they, when you think of them after they've died, you are sometimes overcome with the feeling of loss first. Mm -hmm. So when you're reconnecting with them, even in your mind and in the realm of imagination, it brings with, with, with it such a sense of loss that you are thrown back into suffering and into the grief. But ayahuasca from what you have observed, allows you to reconnect with the deceased without the overwhelming feeling of loss taking over, but actually it allows you to feel the love that you have and allowing you to feel 
super connected to them that you can oh. take forward in your life knowing that they are always part of you oh, exactly exactly <laughs> that's it <laughs> and it sounds like concepts like that that you are describing through these observations are giving you a window into the importance of certain psychological or emotional processes that can be taken perhaps out with the context of ayahuasca perhaps in psychological ways of working but knowing that these concepts can provide such relief it can really I guess help different models that are supporting people through this process Mm -hmm. to move through whether or not they wanted to use plant medicine exactly exactly what we what we see is that the the attachment that that we have with our deceased with our loved ones um, is is really important. No, there are different types of at- attachment. No, maybe there are secure attachments that it makes you to feel comfortable, but there are also anxious attachments. Uh, uh, when when you uh, think or what you the, the um, internal representation of the disease uh, is a painful, you know. For example, if you lost your child and you, you have always the memory of the, this last time where you were uh, seeing or watching suffering or in a, a very difficult uh, memory, no? Uh, you connect with this internal representation with this, uh, with him. Um, through that uh, representation, and, and this makes you to have a bond of connection that is anxious. You no, know, that why why is he suffering? You no, know, but it's, it's in your in, inside yourself. You no, know? so what we see is that many of them have the experience to feel the presence or the essence of the deceased under the effects of ayahuasca, and they see them okay. They see them very very good. You know, so. After that experience, they are not thinking of them as the last time that they see in the bed uh, moment, you, you know, or suffering or whatever. No, they uh, see them very good, you know. So the connection that they establish with them is, is secure, no, and is uh, with love and is, is good. So these are, some kind of mediators that have been not identified yet in the scientific literature because there are no techniques that allows you, allows you to have this kind of experience, to have the sense of presence of your other disease good, you know, and to, to be connected with you good. We don't know if it's something that is, uh, is is outside or inside, you know. So we work under a constructivist model in order that the participant ca- can give meaning uh, to their experience in the in the way that they feel more comfortable and have more meaning for them, no? We are the only responsible to give meaning to our life and, and, and our, these participants are the ones who have to give meaning to, the, to their experience. So... Mm-hmm. Now, I think what is interesting in the studies that you have done are sort of breaking down what is happening in the ceremonies themselves. Because as you said before, when you started doing this research, you were very much concentrating on the effect of the medicine itself. And 
in observing the entire context, you identified another couple of elements that you needed to describe and break down that were also perhaps very active ingredients in the entire medicinal experience. Can you go through what what you observed to be important key ingredients within these ceremonies? We designed this uh, study without knowing how was the the, the ceremonial context. So after reading many, many of the reports of, of participants, more than, well, hundreds, um, I went finally to the temple uh, last year. So I had my my own uh, experience. Well, I I knew a little bit more about how this uh, maestroship people works, and for me it was something that um, blows my my mind, you know, because uh, they are working in something that we don't consider in our society. You know, that is all this energetic level. You know, it's not considered in in medicine. You know, in our a medical uh, framework, but uh, probably is is the same that Chinese medicine is doing with acupuncture and and uh, working with the qi. You know that uh, are focused on this energetic level that we have in our body. You know, so uh, when I was there and I had the the I felt the experience that I'm a maestro is. Song Anikaro for me, you know, and how this was removing some some energies that I could perfectly feel in my body. You know, uh, this was something. Uh, it was another dimension that appeared in 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 the therapeutic potential of of all of, all of that. Not only in ayahuasca, you know, but also in the in the biocultural uh, knowledge that they uh, that they had. No, so this was a, a, a like a, a very big bias. No, that we had in our first proposal to assess only the, the effects of ayahuasca um, uh, at the beginning. No, we find that they were working with uh, another dimension that we were not even considering and we didn't even know that exist in this way you know yeah yeah and 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 it is it's so interesting and so fascinating to the western mind and because it is the energetic body is not considered within our our framework as you say it's not it's not acknowledged it's not it's not described it's not it's not considered and so there's this disconnect, there's this lack of understanding um, between these paradigms that really stop us from learning about these other paradigms because there's not the language. And and this knowledge, uh, we are losing this, they are losing this knowledge, you know, because of the effects of uh, globalization, you know, the difficulty that they had of that the the child's, Continue uh, learning and working you know, on this uh, the, the knowledge that these plants are uh, giving to to, to the, the people, you no? Know? And and this is something that is we don't know about that, you know. But they are specialized in in this relation with the plants, you know, and the way that they uh, com- communicate between them, you no, know, through the icaros and and what how is the way that they are healing? But I said, okay. If, if they are doing this since centuries of years, you know, 
uh, and they are maestros, they are medical doctors, you know, and they are healing their, their communities in this way, you know. How can we learn about that, you know? How can, how can we help them to protect this knowledge, you know, that to not to lose it, no? Because it's it's like when we think about the the, the pyramids from Egypt, no? That we see, but how can they do it? And and now we we are the same, but but this is impossible. This uh, and and now we have the opportunity to 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 learn of them, no? To protect this knowledge, to to know a little bit more, no? And more the, the psychedelic community, no? That now is growing and growing, no? And and we have. Um, um, masters, no, in many parts of the world, no, that they, they are working in a very specific way, that they are specialized, no, and we have the opportunity to 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 know and to and to protect this knowledge in order to well to consider because I think that everything that can help you, no, we have to embrace it, no. And I guess the work that you're doing in validating its impact, I think, goes some way in order for such esoteric knowledge to be valued. And so almost like we have to, in some way, attempt to validate the importance and the impact that this knowledge is actually having on people's lives. Yeah. So that we actually can have grounds to protect it. Yes, yes. Well, the the World Health Organization uh, have created um, a special commission of medicine at uh, traditional medicine, um, and and the the definition of medicinal uh, traditional medicine that they use is that is something like uh, all the knowledge, uh, techniques, and, and pra- practices or whatever that. Even if you understand it or not, you know, they are doing an effect not only in a disease, but also in the well-being of, of the people. Uh, what we can see is, is that there is a, there are a therapeutic impact, you know. So as this is considered a traditional medicine, people can uh, create clinics in Europe and in the USA, you know, to, to provide this uh, medicine to the to the others, no. So this is something that that we have to 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 help to promote with with science, you know, to um, to see how how these uh, these healers with their master plans that is ayahuasca, but it's also their own dietas uh, and their songs and everything. Well, how can we observe that people with depression, with post-traumatic stress disorder, with grief and with anxiety, this is what we want to, to promote. Well, I think it's in work that you're doing that we can get more and more confidence um, in the medical communities to be able to use or at least refer these patients to um, indigenous healers Um through the work that you're doing, so I think it's really important to be that bridge. Yes, the 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 only thing is that uh, plants like ayahuasca or or other traditional plants, you know, from other communities as peyote or whatever, they are uh, in the list one of uh, schedule in the list one. So they 
they cannot uh, use this kind of, of plants in their patients. Mm-hmm. So all of that... problem with regulation. Exactly. There's exactly. a real problem with regulation. Exactly. It's, regula- it's recognition. For, to recognize this medicine as tra- traditional medicine, it has to be some kind of scientific evidence. Uh, and after this re- rec- this data and this recognition have to be some kind of regulation uh, to 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 create the schools to to in order that the practitioners learn the good practices to do their work you know like the, the products that the products that you are using the plants that you are giving to the people uh, have some kind of uh, standards that has been planted with, with good quality it's a it's a very big process you know and it's it's, it's difficult to achieve but uh, we have to 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 work in order that uh, it can be possible, you know, at, at some point. You know. Do you see that being possible? I think so. Yes, I I, I know even that there are beautiful uh, initiatives, you not know, like the Indigenous Medicine Conservation Fund that is that has been created now to protect the bio the cultural biodiversity of of the indigenous communities. You no, know, and this this is um, a fund that. Can be supported, no, by the the the, the people who uh, believe, no, in the, the importance of not losing this knowledge, and and it's a good um, work because what they are doing is to empower the, the indigenous community in order that they um, they decide, you know, how they want to share uh, this knowledge, you no, know, with the with with the others, not between them and with the others. No? So um, I think that there are different initiatives no? from funding, from uh, some foundations, from uh, big uh, organizations like the, the, the World Health Organization. So I think that it will be possible, I hope, soon. So, for example, the, the cannabis uh, user clubs here in Spain and probably in the U.S., Yes, I, I'm not sure if it's the same, no, but but uh, here is 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 legal, no, to to plant your own plants to for for medic, for for personal use, you know. There is also the the the, the religious path, no, and, and the, the Santo Daime and uh, Abalkin, uh, the UDB are uh, working and, and giving ayahuasca to the to the people, no, in order to connect with with Daime with God. And this is re- uh, freedom of, of religions, you know. So there are uh, different uh, paths, uh, and, and, and what what I what I can do in in my position as scientist is uh, to just to, to try to collect evidence, you know, uh, that this can be something helpful in our societies, and and I hope that uh, one day we can. Also, to not only pharmaco- uh, 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 research on pharma- the pharmacological aspect of, of these uh, master plants or, or psychedelics, but also in, in the non pharmacological aspect of uh, how to, to do it, you know, of the, the, how to prepare the participants, how to, uh, to, to integrate these experiences, how um, can how can we work now with all those dimensions that we are not considering right now, like this energetic level, no, this 
So this is another uh, a, a, a challenge. So I really thank you so much for the work that you're doing in 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 an in an attempt to actually make this esoteric kind of otherworldly realm somewhat digestible um, to the Western paradigm so that there can be, we can start to have a dialogue, we can start to understand each other. And in order to do that, we have to be speaking the same language. And so I really appreciate the um, work that you're doing in bringing this work into the language of science so that it can be started to understand, understood and with that understanding, we can have a bit more openness um, to and more confidence in in using it for more and more people. And because ultimately, we all want the same thing: we want to feel better, and we want others to feel better. And um, this is what we need to be promoting. <laughs> thank you, Jude. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Body Mind Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists. Learn more about what they do and how they can help you. Check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.